0: I'm Charlie from CookingSecretsForMen.com, and we are continuing our series, Cooking with Milwaukee Community Leaders. And I'm very pleased to have as my guest today, Art Serna. Art, great to be here. Good to see you. Thank you. Art is the CEO of City on a Hill, which is a nonprofit here in Milwaukee uh, dealing with the utes of um, Milwaukee, as Joe Pesci so eloquently put it, in uh, my cousin Vinny. Um, I love uh, that movie, by the way. Yes, uh, well, it's (laughs) a a great movie. um, So City on a Hill, we'll talk about that Mm -hmm. um, in a a minute or so, but I want to talk about your growing up, your background. Um, So you're you're born and raised in Texas. Yes. um, And you went to University of Texas for undergrad, and then you went to UT San Antonio for your master's. So talk about your journey um, from your early years through
1: matriculating in your in your graduate studies? Sure, thank you. Uh, so I think a lot about my grandfather. He mm-hmm. was a farm worker down in South Texas. Uh, the United States had the Brazetto program to bring a lot of immigrant workers uh, mm-hmm. up from Mexico into Texas. So they th- my family settled down there in South Texas and uh, my parents' generation were the ones that began to learn the language, English language and they worked in Texas, but had their home in Mexico, Reynosa, uh-huh. the border town. So when I was born, I was born in in McAllen, Texas, mm-hmm. but we lived in Reynosa. So I was uh, my my parents thought they were having their firstborn. They found out when they went to the hospital they were having twins. So that was a big surprise. I only so have one a name. I'm a twin. Oh, I'm goodness. the oldest of twins, okay. and so I got named after my dad. Uh, so it's it's my on my birth certificate it's Arturo, and I go by Art now, but we, but we, I went to school K through third in Mexico, so mm-hmm. Spanish was our, my first language. It's still spoken in my parents' home as a primary language, and it wasn't until the fourth grade that we uh, matriculated into the American educational system and we started learning the language, and then eventually most of my family, my aunts and uncles, all settled into South Texas. Um, but uh, I had great teachers Charlie. Mm-hmm. O- over time that really put me in a trajectory su- to succeed. I was in a full immersion program initially, and then I got transferred soon after, like the latter or fifth grade, into a full English immersion program. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was really important for me and what I needed at that time. And that group of kids ended up being the top 10 eventually as we went up in school. And my counselor happened to go to the University of Texas. Ah. And she, she just said, like, why not? So good. And then in your, you got your master's in? Uh, management
0: of technology. OK. So you have an IT background as well as, and your undergrad was in? Uh, astronomy.
1: Ah, good. So I love math, math and science. Yeah. I love calculus. It was a lot of fun.
0: So after college, you uh, worked in a, as a youth program coordinator mm-hmm. and then kind of moved into some community development work and uh, education work. Um, And then eventually you were tapped to be the um, executive director for Teach for America in Oklahoma.
1: So talk about that part of your career. Yeah, so I'll just say this. So I, because of educators, I was a valedictorian in my class. Business owners stepped up and covered the full ride to University of Texas. Mm -hmm. So I saw the power of philanthropy and the power of education. And I also saw the need of those students that could make it through. And so I was, really uh, became a personal passion, how to work with families. So um, after that, working for Teach for America, I was at the point in my life that I was looking at systems change. How do you reach more kids like me? First gen kids. And so Teach for America helped me see um, a model that you can take an entire system, my educational system, and do what needed to be done to have a high bar, high expectations and help kids succeed. So
0: in uh, 2021, you were uh, picked and became the CEO of City on a Hill mm-hmm. here in Milwaukee. Um, so um, talk a little bit about the mission yeah. of City on a Hill. Um, some of the things that are ongoing now, there's just an event yeah. for City on a Hill a couple of weeks ago, two blocks from here, which was yeah. a, you a know, very hard
1: walk for me. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know some of the success stories for sure. City on a Hill. Sure, um, so I knew at Teach for America that I wasn't born to be an educator. So I, I wanted to do everything else that a child needs to alongside a strong academic. So City on a Hill is about restoring hope, enhancing quality of life, and uh, advancing justice. So there's an aspect of systems change, but it's really a family wraparound program mm-hmm. that comes around the household and equips a child to succeed and thrive. So I, we have a medical uh, part of what we do. So I know in my personal life, my mom went through a journey with cancer. Mm-hmm. And one of those events can be so economically disruptive for family, and she had no insurance at the time. So I know how important it can be. So we we do a lot on the medical side for those who have no insurance. We have a youth center after school that we do a lot of supportive and literacy. If you can't read, you can't become a leader, I think. And so we do a lot of that. And then uh, beyond that, because we manage over 100,000 square feet of property near Marquette, we co-locate other mission-aligned social enterprises, nonprofits, to help us in the family mobility program. Uh, And I think it's, the we talk a lot about restoring hope. Mm -hmm. If individuals like uh, kids who are first gen, if their family's struggling, even if they make it, that's still a drag on their future because they're seeing household uncles, aunts, grandparents still struggle. So we believe we have to come alongside of them to support that entire household.
0: That's great. It's a great program. Um, And I, I know, I knew a little bit about it before from, Reverend Harvey, um, going to your event and reading up, but uh, th- some of the kids were just amazing that um, yeah. that spoke at the event. So um, so um, we talked a little bit about this, but you moved from uh, Texas mm-hmm. and Oklahoma mm-hmm. to Milwaukee. You moved from the South, Southwest, to an industrial town here in the uh, Midwest. So talk a little bit about that culture shock.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've always, you know, I was in Austin and, and Oklahoma City. There were seats of government. Mm-hmm. So being in Wisconsin now, it's not Madison, but, right. but it's still the largest city. Uh, some of the culture shock for us, it, I, unless we live in Milwaukee now. Right. My family lives in Milwaukee. So having, experiencing an alley, basements, that's a culture shock. We weren't used to that. Right. Um, I think Oklahoma sort of prepared us with the storm shelters in terms of like having a lower level. Right. Um, but then also really the 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 starkness of the segregation right. in, in neighborhoods was different. So there, we, we've seen segregation in other cities, but it wasn't as stark as Milwaukee. Yeah. So experiencing that uh, has been in the last three years and I've been here a culture shock. And learning the history of why that is in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. it really helps me get up every day and feel fulfilled in the work
0: that we're doing. Well, as I know you know, when Milwaukee's one of the poorest cities in the United States. It's mm-hmm. also one of the most segregated. Um, and the work that is being done in the community by groups like City on a Hill is hopefully changing that narrative as best it can. I mean, if you can't overcome generations of systemic issues
1: um, overnight. We, we talk about Princess a lot. She, she was a young lady that came to us when she was a child and, and really got put into a mentor coach through our staff over wow. the years. And to see her just last year graduate, Uh, from the UW system and incredible voice gifted um, artists in that way singing the national anthem at the graduation uh, and doing incredible work in leadership in her community in Madison Uh, It's just powerful. We know that we're doing the right stuff and we're we're just thinking through how do we do more of it at scale, like entire neighborhoods versus just one family. Sure, Um, so talk a little bit about your family. Sure, so um, I met my wife in Austin, uh-huh. um, she uh, has a chemistry background in, in teaching. We we so married full circle there with the math and the uh, science. Yeah, studies. exactly. Yeah, we were kind of <laughs> focused that way. She she's a very good athlete. She played Friday Night Lights under that that movie uh-huh. that school. So she was at that school when that was happening. Uh-huh. She's a gymnast, a one in state and nationals. Uh, so we we've we've always enjoyed so sports and athletics has been, I was a basketball player and in track, uh-huh. so that aspect uh, has been important in our lives. But we, we met, had two kids, a boy and a girl uh-huh. and, uh, in Austin, and uh, we we enjoy hiking as a family. So the park system in Milwaukee right. and just Wisconsin has been uh-huh. such such an incredible gift to us. It's, there's a lot of them and they,
0: it is a uh, natural resource that is well taken care of um, within our uh, environment here. Some clothes and some Little bit of a trek, but there are a lot of them, and we love the fall. All right, so I'm going to give you one of our aprons. Which, right. Look at the, and I'm doing it at the right time this time. Um, so, um, did you put
1: that on. Why don't you tell us what we're preparing today? Yeah, so, so today we're going to be preparing a chicken tostadas, uh-huh. super simple. Okay, like if you're if you got a dinner on a whim, it's very, very easy to make, and I enjoyed them as a kid growing up in South Texas, so I, I look forward to teaching everyone how to do it.
0: it Alright, so uh, we have done a little bit of prep work. We're going to move back behind us and then um, we got a, a few things to warm and get ready and then we'll uh, put it together and then I guess we have to eat it. I love it. Okay, good. Have you had breakfast? I, uh, no. So no, good. good. Well, this is our breakfast for the tomorrow. Tostadas for breakfast. A beautiful, uh, actually we'll and we had a cafe corza, and that's what my wife has for breakfast all the time, okay. is, is a tostado. So uh, give us a minute. We'll be right back. All right. Art's got his apron on, and we're going to uh, get started on the tostados. So they're there, and we've got our oven heated to 400. I just want to point out that we have some uh, relatively fresh ones there, but they're not hard like these. There are um, already store-made tostados that are, that are hard. We're not going to do that. We're going to... Actually, put them in the oven. So, Art, just take it away.
1: All right. So we're going to start uh, by putting some of this on this baking sheet. On there, my kids love these, Charlie, because they, they they just love the. You know, it reminds them about their heritage. Sure. Uh, my wife is uh, uh, white, blue-eyed, and uh, this kind of connects us to the culture when we do stuff like this. And when they're when Dad gets to cook, um, they can just enjoy enjoy that with that. So this is one of the, my favorite dishes to cook with them. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a little bit of olive oil okay. uh, and then put them in the oven for about four minutes on each side. So A little olive oil. Yeah, so this will give a little flavor. And... Yeah, now the, the quickness of this particular recipe that we're using today is we're using rotisserie chicken. That makes it super quick. It's already got some kind of marinade on it already. So we'll put this aside. We're going to put it in the oven. Okay going to go into the oven or put it on for uh, about three four minutes each side yep
0: and then while we're doing all the the tostados are warming we're going to put our chicken together
1: so this is about um, three full cups of rotisserie chicken it's already been taken off and prepared heated up a bit all right. so we're going to just put it on this bowl and uh um, I love to make my food. My daughter doesn't like. She likes to keep everything separate. But this is a simple dish. You can just combine everything together. Sure. All right, so what we're going to start, we've got the chicken here. We're going to put some lime juice as a part of it. I'm going to get some extra right. in here. I got go. some already prepared. But. So we've got about
0: over three limes we're juicing. So we've already done two, and this is the third one. Had to put art to work. There you go.
1: This is my grip. i still got it.
0: There you go. Alright,
1: so we've got lime juice going in. Okay, this is one of my favorite things to use in dishes, that's cilantro. Alright, so we've got six tablespoons of cilantro that's going into the mix. Then we're going to put our spices in. So we've got uh, cumin here. Uh, Charlie's got some nice, nice cumin, an India ground cumin in here. Um, so we got one, one and one half tablespoons going in here. We've got, you don't have to use chili, but we're going to use some chili to give it some spice. Um, that's actually, this
0: is New Mexico red chili from my son lives in San Antonio. I mean, excuse me, oh. Santa Fe. All right. And
1: he sent that to me because they, you know, they're big on chilies. There. Oh, I can feel, I can smell that. Yeah. It's amazing. So, so that's uh, three, four t- teaspoons of it. You're, you're going to put some garlic on here. Mm-hmm. So one and one half teaspoon of garlic powder. And then salt and pepper to taste. And you've got, can you say a little bit more? It's a mix of garlic, onion, this onion. This is pepper. my my spice blend.
0: It's salt, pepper, onion, garlic, all combined together. All right. So so we're gonna, and
1: what else do we have in there? So that's it, right? That's it for now. Right. So we're just gonna mix it up. There we go. My sinuses are cleared <laughs> up, They're all in one. It's wonderful, That it looks amazing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Olive is loving it here. Yeah.
0: So we come back over to the oven. it's gonna pull out, turn these
1: over real quickly. You know, corn tortillas were, as a kid growing up in Mexico, just going to the tortilla yeah, that's one of those smells. Like they ask you, what, what are smells that take you back to when you were a kid? Right. And that's that's for me. Just coming into on with the smell of the corn uh, coming through is just uh, something I'll never forget. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep uh, moving this. If you could show us how to use your avo- the avocado, we're gonna slice
0: them. Sure. The avocado slicer. Pretty simple. This is a little tool that we've I've used before. So, very simply, the top of the tool, rounded edge, fits the rounded edge of the avocado and you just pull right through. Perfect avocado slices. So I'm going to do this for the other two and then we'll have these avocado slices put on. Well, are you know that's going on my Christmas wish list on Amazon. I don't have one of those. They're they're great little tools. They're great for presentation. So we've got our avocado ready to go.
1: Just now a couple, like two more minutes on the tortillas they're nice and crispy. Right. Um, so what we're going to do after the tortillas are done, uh, we're going to be starting to set, put them together. Right. So what we we're going to have here on the side, uh, can we show
0: folks? Well, why don't we why don't we uh, get the tortillas out and then we'll set this area up okay, and then okay. we'll, we'll put it together. Okay. All right, I think we're ready to pull out the corn tortillas. Yum. Oh, they smell great. And you can see they're a little more looking good. So we'll serve them on, put them together and serve them on this. This is me helping. <laughs> so these, these will be mine, and I guess I need another platter for you, all right?
1: All right, come on now.
0: <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I guess we can share. There you go. That's the spirit. All right, so we'll move
1: these over. righty. so what we got here? All right, so we've got, we got all the spread here. So we've got the chicken that we prepared, mm-hmm. we've got some lettuce, we've got some red onions. We've got some salsa, we've got some refried beans, we have some queso fresco, we've got some tomatoes, the avocado, and some additional cilantro, because I love it so much. Uh, so we can get started. I'll just show you with one. Okay, and we warm the uh, refried beans. Yep. So we, we just just depend to your liking. You start, you start with the refried beans, just mm-hmm. kind of spread them, spread them around, just like that. Okay. Some of the chicken in there. Oh, that looks so juicy. Look great. <laughs> it smells great. Yeah. So I need refried beans, some lettuce in there.
0: I Guess we have to have something healthy on this.
1: There you go, something that like looks green. Um, there you go, some tomatoes.
0: And obviously this is completely customizable for whatever you
1: like. Yeah, You can have, that's what I love. You know, my son, that question of like, what, what would you have if it was the last meal on earth or the only meal you could eat? Mm-hmm. And stuff like this is what he would like because you could change it so much.
0: All right, so you just put on the queso fresco. Yep. I've got some avocado slices done
1: perfectly with our little avocado slicer. If you like cilantro, you can put some more. And then you've got some salsa at the top. That's all right. Looks look amazing. At look at that. Wow. All right.
0: So we're gonna finish the rest of these, and then we're going to sit down, and then we're gonna we're gonna eat them. All right. Okay. Amazing. We'll be back in a minute. All right. Here we are. So check this out.
1: So all right, tell us what we got here. Well, we got chicken tostadas with rotisserie chicken and all, all of the compliments. The colors pop so well, I can't wait to eat them. Well,
0: we're going to. This is breakfast, so you go first, you're the guest. All right, all
1: right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my napkin in my nap. Um, I just make sure I can move it across. But yeah, oh my gosh, that looks amazing. And
0: we have a little extra salsa in case we need it. I gotta get the biggest one. Oh, this has more avocado, so I'll just take that one.
1: There you go. It's the smell of the lime and the cilantro. It's amazing. Alrighty,
0: nothing left to do,
1: but give it a taste.
0: As I, I was telling you before that this is my wife's favorite breakfast when we go out to oh, wow. Cafe Corazon. That's a Sunday brunch place that we like.
1: Well, I'll you to the punch. It's really good, Charlie. Delicious. This is wonderful, isn't it? That's
0: great. The lime really punches. Yeah. Feel it? I like the red onion in there. Good. That's great. <clears throat> okay, maybe a little more. A bunch of jealous as they walk by. and said, "What are you guys
1: eating in there?" And with the rotisserie, I mean, you can make this in 20 minutes.
0: This is a, a perfect cooking secrets for men recipe because that's you want to make things that are both tasty and yeah. easy, um, don't cost a million bucks, and you can put it on the table on a Tuesday night in less than 30 minutes. So that's yeah. exactly what this is. I mean, the thing that takes the longest is probably taking the chicken off the rotisserie. Yeah, and if you do buy the
1: tostados, like you said, that's uh, even faster. Right. They're already ready to go. Okay. All
0: right, so I want to thank Art for thank stopping you. by today, Absolutely. this morning, and helping prepare. Actually, he did prepare. I didn't do anything. Um, I helped he did the avocado. Oh, I did the avocado. Right, right. Um, but, you yeah, it's, it's great to have you here. Uh, city on the Hill is a wonderful uh, organization doing good work in our city to trying to make the city a better place. Um, and that's why we do this, is to shine a light on people who are trying to make our city a better place. So um, please uh, like and subscribe and comment. We always appreciate that. And as always, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to another episode of Cooking with Milwaukee Community Leaders. Cooking with Milwaukee Community Leaders is brought to you by Cooking Secrets for Men, LLC, and was recorded in the Third Ward in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We feature and profile community leaders who are trying to make Milwaukee a better place. The tagline is, Serious People with Serious Jobs Having a Little Fun. Our guests choose the recipes that we use on the show. All of our podcasts are available on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get great podcasts. The original YouTube video for this episode is available on our YouTube channel, Cooking Secret for Men, All Rights Reserved. Thanks, and see you next time on Cooking with Milwaukee Community Leaders.